You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Hey, hey, what do you say, podcast? What's up, Al? Oh, hi, Jerry. Jerry, I'm sure you're aware of the situation that's going on in Australia, which is uh, that I guess uh, large portions of Australia is on fire. I was not aware of that, actually. Uh, That is going on. Uh, Large portions of Australia are on fire. And a lot of people are trying to get people to donate to the cause, save the animals. In particular, uh, adorable koala bears and kangaroos and such as that, Jerry. So I've seen a couple now uh, sort of adult film actresses that Where'd are... Did you see them? Mm-hmm. Well, I've seen live? this on social media. You I've follow not seen them? them live. One is an, an, That's not fair. One is an adult film actress. What's her name? I can't remember. Oh. And then one is sort of a, a, a nude model, but I don't believe she does pornography what's her name don't know her name right, either then. but the point is jerry both of these women have decided that if you donate to the cause to help australia and to help these animals right they will send you nudes as part of a thank you like Do you it, send one back I, no you don't know you never send a nude i've never sent a nude but i once taken a nude i've never taken a nude I've taken a shirtless photo to try to impress Gina once. I did email her. You emailed it? Oh, I'm sorry, texted. it. Okay. I, <laughs> yes, sorry. I emailed it to her work, dear Gina. <laughs> uh, no, I did text it to her. It's when, we <laughs> when we were doing when we were doing the the insanity workout. Yeah, sure. And I, I was feeling that. good about myself. The, I yeah. I came up from doing like a bunch of pushups. Came up from my basement. And you're like, she's gonna. I was be like, impressed with this. I took my shirt off and I was like, oh, and I sucked my stomach in, a glistening in the sun. <laughs> yeah. And I ran across that. You know how, like, on Google Photos or something, will say, like, two years ago, yes. today, or three, whenever it was, it popped up not that long ago? Five years ago? I don't know how long ago it was, but it did pop up recently. I was like, well, this looks, probably looks pretty good. You do that workout, you're going to look pretty yeah, good. Yeah, you are going to look know pretty that. good. You, and, eat, and eat properly. And eat properly. Right. Sure. So, anyway, so you can get nude photos. So, you can get uh, nude photos, but I was thinking, like... We can already see these Correct. girls nude. Right, but I bet you they personalize it. You think so? See, yes. I think at this point they're getting so many people donating, wanting nudes, that they're just sending out nudes they already have. Well, that would be disappointing like if it was a you reg- want it autographed. If it was a regular person who's cool. not normally sending nudes. Right, like you. Yeah, like if I was like, you know what? You're going to you save donate, the koalas. Yeah, I'll say, help save uh, the koalas and the uh, kangaroos and Here's Australia. Al Speedo. 
I will send you a nude photo of myself. You can't find nude photos of me. Right. So this would be something. But I do appreciate everyone trying to do their part. All they're really trying to do is further their cause. I guess so, because there are news stories. Of course. And then you hope that they get the photo. Maybe they right. become a subscriber. I'm sure they have a website or these phony-ass gift pages. Where phony you can, Whatever they are. Gift pages? Right? Those, aren't those those Amazon pages? Oh, Amazon gift registries? Right. Yeah. So let's be honest. I always said you and I should do an Amazon gift Forget save registry. save the koalas. They're trying to save their own beaver. Right? Save the beavers? <laughs> yes. Yes. Hmm. Let's, let's call it like we see it. Yeah. We're not doing a gift registry. No. Yeah, I would mind? like some things from Who's the listeners. Well, that seems desperate. Perhaps, perhaps so. Do you think if you did, if you did an Al's Boring page? Yeah. A gift registry. Al's Boring gift registry? And things I'm interested like, in? White paint. Yeah. Do you think someone would send yes. you a gallon of white paint? Yes, I do. <laughs> One of the most boring things possible. Yeah. I would like blank paper. Blank pages of paper <laughs> and white paint. Yes. And pencils. Oh, God. And erasers. So, anyway, so they're going to save the koalas. So they're going to save the koalas. Uh, and I did see, uh, you know, in the morning when I'm getting ready, when we're getting ready for the show, we meet in Boomer's office. You know, he gets the uh, the, the show makeup done, uh, TV makeup and things. And he has uh, Fox News on he puts on. They were, they had adorable kangaroos I'll on be honest, today. Is this how you knew about this? Uh, no, I've seen a lot on social oh, yeah. media. Oh, okay. A lot of people on social media are are trying to bring awareness. Awareness. I actually have not been on social media much lately. I don't know. I really don't know how it caught fire, but there's. They well, legitimately it said in California all the time. But listen sadly. to this. This is what they said about Australia. Half a billion animals have been affected, wow. harmed. That's that's unbelievable. Yeah, that's not great. Nope. Not good. You're right. Uh, also, we got news right before we went off the radio show. Again. That Matt Rule was uh, going to go coach the Carolina Panthers. That's right. And this leaves Seems the, like a lovely place to live. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It does. It leaves the Giants with, what are we doing? Josh McDaniels. Now they do. So this is what I was thinking. They have got to wine and dine Josh McDaniels. And Jason Garrett. Well, I don't think people will be excited about Jason Garrett. Well, I don't care what they what they what people think. They need a coach. But every time I think of whenever I hear the phrase wine and dine, I always go to and Eddie, you can't use this on the regular show, so don't even bother clipping it. I always think wine wine me dine me sixty nine me. That's like a saying we used to say. You did, huh? <laughs> yeah. I can use that. <laughs> I, can, what do you, I don't have headsets on. What do you say? What's that? What'd he say? I don't know. He said he can use it. You can't use me going, wine me, dine me, 69 me. Well, there's That is out. Why is that out? 69 me is not acceptable on the radio. I don't don't think. I don't know. It is out of context. It's. Eddie's going to use it. And then it'll be up to Bobby whether he leaves it in or not. Bob probably will cut it out, but I don't know there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. That could mean a whole bunch of things. Like right now, behind me and whatever, go play basketball to 69. Like right now, the Giants are in a meeting right now saying. You think Dave Gettleman's saying wine him, dine him, and 69 him? In that Boston accent he does? (laughs) Or John Mara saying want. No, no, don't. Not John Mara. No, no, no. What about this? If if I'm Josh, what's his name? Josh McDaniels? I would email the Giants right now. Dear Giants, wine me, dine me, 69 me, or I ain't coaching there. 
So like you gotta, or you ain't gonna find me. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do everything possible. Oh man, maybe he doesn't even want the job. Right, that's clearly the thing. I Mike know. McCarthy didn't. You know, Matt Rule clearly wasn't so enamored with it. Yeah. They didn't even leave Carolina. Watch, we'll find out. Matt Rule's probably getting like twelve million dollars a year right. to be the coach of the Panthers. This Josh McDaniels reminds me of me when I would when I was out of a radio job and I was going on interviews in other markets. Like I went to an interview in Buffalo. Yes, but I he's went, not out of a job though. Uh, right, I went to an interview in Milwaukee. Oh God, did you really? Yeah, like I was it. What it really came down to it was I going to Milwaukee or you were going to Buffalo. Buffalo. Well, someone talked me right out of it. Thank God. You get desperate. Right. That's what I'm saying. Josh McDaniels is not desperate. Not desperate. Mm -mm, Not at all. Is Jason Garrett desperate? No, I don't think so. But I think he's, you know, went to Princeton. I could see him wanting. I think he's from the area. I could see him wanting this job. He he was here with the Giants. Right. I could definitely see him wanting this job. All right. And I don't think Jason Garrett's a bad coach. I really don't. I like him. You know, is he, you know... Vince Lombardi? No, of course he's not. No, he's not. But I think he's a good coach. I don't think he'd be a bad fit, and he's a quarterback guy. And you can say what you want about Prescott. Him with Daniel Jones might be something good. Okay. So you never know. I would like that. Jerry, let's get off like the that. sports. Uh, yes, let's do that. You like that? Like that? Uh, this um, has occurred to me recently. Um, during the program, uh, Bob Dwyer sits in the back. He does the blog. He does. Uh, he's really Boomer's personal guy here um so he used to sit in the office by himself during the show and i would go down go in there to get a coffee you know during the breaks and uh, but now there's another fellow sitting back there doing a video for the da show right so now there's two people in that office so it used to be i would hear bob dwyer talking to his children he's got young children he calls them before they go to school which is very nice and he, he says nice things to them. He talks nice to them. He says, I love you, things like this. And it got me thinking, when did fathers become nice? What era do you think that was? Not that our fathers weren't nice, but they weren't, I, mean, I love you, I hope you have a great day. Our fathers didn't do that. No. But I, I like I see you as being a nice father. Yeah. Like you're an encouraging Absolutely. <laughs> Vocalize your love for your children. But I also, when you have to, you know, be the jackass, you're also the jackass. I right. Mean, but but our fathers and fathers before them also did those I, disciplines, but they were rarely the I, good guy. I would bet you that if you trace it back generation to generation yeah. to generation, each one got softer and softer. With their kids. So you think, even though I don't consider my father was a softy, compared to his father, maybe? Yes, he was a little I, more emotional. I do think that, yeah. A and if more. I had children, yeah, I would be more emotional. Mm-hmm. I do think that. Yeah. I mean, if you go back, I'm like, Jesus, I'm a history lesson, but That's if you go right. back a hundred years, you know, when the dads were never around and the moms were home round the clock. Right. The father was exhausted and didn't have time for anything. Yes. Not, you know based on everything you read and hear from your parents and grandparents. And then as times have changed, you know, part for me, at least, and I think it's the same with Bob, we're around our kids a ton. My father was great, and he coached Little League, all that stuff. But my dad left for work at 6.30 in the morning and got home at 6.30, 7 o'clock at night. We'd come home early when we had games or practices. And we only saw him on the weekends. And what was every Saturday? Doing the grass and doing all that. And we never had landscapers. He did it all. 
So Saturdays were kind of shot, and he'd be exhausted Saturday night, and then Sunday he'd be around. Now, juxtapose that to me. I pick up my kids from school every day. I'm home on the Now, I do travel a little bit, but I'm not. My, my schedule is E. I'm home all the time with them. So it's just different. You know, I think if you found, I think if you found fathers now too that worked those crazy 12 hour days and, and worked on Saturdays, they're probably the same as our dads were. I think it's just the amount of time you spend with them, the relationship. And I think it's changed as the years have gone on. And now a lot of mothers work. Yes. So the almost all of them, the actually. parenting really is split between the two. 100%. I mean, I can tell you. I've been involved with, God, several teams now for the last eight, nine years. Uh, yeah, well, longer than that, actually, the last 10 years. So I've come across dozens of families. I could count on one hand the amount of moms that were stay-at-home moms and didn't have a job. It's just, it's, it's the norm now. Yeah. They all work. So, yeah, it's different. Do you think the fathers from yesteryear think we're softer now because the men show love. Maybe. But F them. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Although, <laughs> whatever. I think what tends to happen, though, the dads that uh, were or more hardcore dads, like right. our dads, when they have grandchildren... They become softies. Exactly. Unbelievable, yes. Absolutely. And you go, where was this fella? Right. And they'll sit there and tell you, well, I'm not raising them, right. so we'll just have some fun no with No pressure. Them. None. I always think the, the the pressure on the dads growing up uh, when they were the sole uh, providers, right. when the moms didn't work, the moms were working in the house, right. that that pressure of making money for the family and making sure your kids didn't grow up to be screwballs. Sure. is Because I saw it in my dad when he, when we all got out of the house and he retired, Yeah, that's when he softened. Really? Yeah. I, I was like, man, I bet all the pressure came like he off. He took a deep breath. I did my job. Right. I've got no serial killer children. Not that he knows. That he's aware of. Just one that's a fan of them. Just because I watch documentaries 24-7 on them doesn't make <laughs> me weird. Uh, I don't have to worry about work anymore. Got my house figured out. Yeah. That's got to be a nice relief. I would think. You just wish it came you know, earlier in life. Yes. That's the one thing about it. Right. But yes, I think there's something to that. Okay. I don't think you ever stop worrying about the kids. About your kids. But you definitely are a little more laxed for sure. Yeah. So I can see that. Go, I did my part. It's kind of how you live your life. <laughs> Listen, I did my part. The only pressure you have is you. Right. I'm my own pressure. That must be nice. Uh, the one oh, earlier today on the actual show, we talked about a lot about hitchhiking in the 1970s, where I guess this was a thing. Like Boomer talks about that when in the 1970s, he would not only be a hitchhiker himself, he would pick up hitchhikers. Yeah. And I had relatives that did this all the time too, my uncles. And they said, oh, it was nice. Like if you were going for a long ride, like you, like you make <laughs> some company. Yes. Have some company. No way. I'll like, pass. You're with Rutgers now and yeah. they, they take you all around. Right. Town. But when you, you worked uh, Columbia, right. you drove yourself to a lot of games based on your work schedule and things. Correct. So you would have long drives. Yeah, four, five, six, seven hours. Yeah, you, and you would never consider picking no, up a hitchhiker now. No chance. I never did. And never did. No. See some guy with a sack on a, on a, on a stick 
Hey, you want to come in? No. You don't no. even really see that, though, anymore. Like, it's rare to see a hitchhiker. You don't see it anywhere. You really don't see it anywhere. Because they probably have no luck. I think in the summer you might see it a little bit. People coming back from the shore. Yeah. But that's it. Hitchhiking. Yeah. I mean, come on. Who's doing that? Yeah. Everybody's got a credit card, which is everybody's got access to the Uber car. Right. No one's doing it. I wonder when it stopped, though, the hitchhiking. Uh, I think it was January 3rd, 1988. It just everyone was like, no more hitchhiking, no people. More, it's over. It's enough with the hitchhiking. Just like everything else, it just kind of phased itself out. Well, there had to be some bad experiences where serial killers were picking up hitchhikers and people were like, you know what? No more hitchhiking. And then we all sort of stopped well, hitchhiking. Brings, all right, now that, to come full circle back to the parenting thing, when you talk about when things change and don't change and... Then you can go back to the way parents used to let their kids just go out and say, just be home for dinner. <laughs> right. Now, the kid's in the backyard or he's nowhere. Different. When did that change? Because when I was a kid, which ain't that long ago, we were. it was the same thing. Yes. Get out of the house, just be home by 6 o'clock for dinner. Exactly. And if you weren't, you'd hear your mom screaming. I had the same thing. You're right. Now it's just different. There's right. nothing even remotely close to it. And you would get on your bike and go wherever. Absolutely. At the age for me, probably at nine, I was probably wandering our little streets. Right. Now I wasn't going far, but I go around the corner. I'd be gone all day. Do you remember the age when you were able to get on your bike? Nine. And, and get to a store? Ten. When ten? I was ten, I was allowed to go to Rite Aid on my right. bike. <laughs> Yeah, I do. And that was like opening a whole world. Yeah. When you got to go to a store that sold candy. You could communicate <laughs> with the outside world right. on your own. If you wanted a pack of baseball cards, you got on your bike and could go get it. As long as I had a couple bucks. And then when you got to be 17 to get a car is when the mall then became, for us at least. Uh, the mall was opened up for me much earlier than that. Even on because, a bike? Uh, no. Fre- we would freshman year. Once, maybe in eighth grade, actually, once every few weeks, there would be a mall day where the parents would alternate who was driving. They'd drop us off there for four or five hours. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get picked up. You'd have to meet at the wherever. And there'd be like 12 of us would just do a mall day. Literally every, probably once a month. Did you ever attempt to take the public bus to the mall? No. I never tried took, that a I few never times. took public transportation on my own until I started working at this radio station. Never once. Yeah. Because every, every job I had was near home. And I had a car. So I never, when I went to school in East Orange, I drove. I didn't take a bus. I never came to Manhattan for anything. Even like going to, remember one of the first big trips I made in my car? I got, I started driving in March of 2017. Uh, 2000. <laughs> March of 1991 when I was 17. I want to say my first big trip in my car was in April going to Shea Stadium. Like a You month. drove to Shea Stadium? Hell yeah. I, wow. couldn't, I couldn't wait to get my license. I'm going to Met Games. Can't wait. So as soon as like the uh as soon as I got my license, I remember Ticketmaster buying tickets and went and saw the Mets play the Dodgers, saw the Mets play the Pirates. Um friend of mine went to see the Mets and the Cubs. I must have made four or five trips, maybe even six trips. How did you know where you were going? Would you map it was out a map. on a map? Yeah, you wrote it out. Looked at it on a map. I remember I been, my father giving me the directions. He made the trip a million times. I would have been scared to death to drive the I don't know Queens. why I never was. I don't know why I was never worried about driving. New York never, like, intimidated me. I wasn't concerned about going over bridges. or I just didn't. So, yeah, that was one of the, that was one of the first big trips I made.
That's freedom. That's when a it man was. has freedom. I remember going with my friend Mike Mullaney to my first Met game without my parents that I drove to. And he didn't have his license. He was His birthday was in September. So he was like one of the last ones to get his license. And the two, I think we went and saw the Mets and the Pirates. And we got cheap tickets in the upper deck. And there was no one there. I mean, no one was going to these games in 1991. Not many, anyway. And I remember we sat in like our own section in the upper deck. And I remember sitting there like, we just drove to Shea Stadium. <laughs> and we were sitting in the upper deck watching the Mets and whoever. Like, this is cool. This is living. This is cool. Now, I can't get a beer, but let's go get a pretzel. Right. It was fun. That was that was good stuff. And I'll leave when I want to leave today. Yeah. If I want to stay the nine innings, I'm staying. We'll if I want to leave inning. in the eighth, I'm <laughs> leaving in the eighth. But, yeah, that was that was good stuff. Remember, And I was also working. I started working when I was 13. So maybe that's it, too. I was always around adults. So, like, I don't know. Like, it didn't phase me to, to go out and do adult things like that. It's, I was ready for it. I think that's why so many rock songs are written about cars and highways. It opens up a whole new world when, from when you're a kid sure. to now you can go to the mall, the Shea bubble Stadium, is the bubble is popped. That's it. You can just go. It's good. And, and I want to say, what year did I, I made my first uh, drive to Florida? Wow. Yeah, that was early, too. I wasn't 17. But I want to say when I was 18, the following year, the following summer, so maybe a year and a half after I got my license, me and me and two, was, I've told you this story, two of me and two of my friends, I'm still friends with today, actually, we decide we're going to Florida, December, it was cold here, we both, we could take off, whatever, so we pop into my little Toyota, these are three grown guys, and we just, let's go. Wrote down the directions, and away we go. And that was where I was chewing tobacco a lot. And that was the trip where the cup was getting full, and my buddy's like, can you stop and just please dump that? I'm like, dude, I do this all the time. Relax. When we get to the next rest stop, I'll dump it. It couldn't have been five more minutes later. I hit a pothole all over his lap. (laughs) Tobacco spit. That was brutal, dude. (laughs) And we weren't even close to Florida. We were somewhere in South Carolina. Yeah. And he was sitting there with these... Tobacco chew stained pants on. Oh, you ruined his trip. Oh, it was bad. Yeah, it was, it was, I think I bought him jeans when we got to Orlando. But yeah, it was bad. That was a rough one. Here's some Lee jeans for you. We were listening to uh, The Breeders and Four Non Blondes. On cassettes or CDs? Cassettes. I, cassettes. Um, I don't remember. No, I, I would say CDs, actually. CDs. I think we had the I think we had the changer. The CD changer, wow! Yeah, the, the portable, flipping. the Discman. Yeah, oh, Discman. That's what we had with the cassette adapter. And it was and it was CDs because I didn't have either of those discs on cassette. I only had CDs. All right, but those were. And I remember this. Remember uh, the Breeders driving on nine. Remember that yes, song? Yeah, driving on nine. Like oh man, Cannonball. Yes, right into Four Non Blondes. That was good. That's a long time ago. Long time ago, Jerry. It's a nice reminiscing podcast. We reminisced about. Hardcore fathers and you soft dads <laughs> of like today. <laughs> hardcore fathers. Hardcore. My new website, hard, Hardcore Fathers. <laughs> and I'm single in 50. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I'm looking for you. <laughs> I got to go. All right, Jerry. Warm up next to you. Good morning, campers. It's the warm up show with Alan Jerry. The shortest show on WFAN. Yes, it is, but it's pretty damn good. And we started on a Tuesday at a quarter to six. Al Dukes, what's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. Uh, someone actually asked me last night. So we had our first um, uh, winter league cornhole. Cornhole? Yes. Someone asked me last night if your middle name was really Hainsworth. It is not. It's Michael. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, Very no generic. Cares. No one cares. Well, people care. But but I like that Hainsworth is stuck. Yeah, Albert Hainsworth. That's pretty good. That was that dude on the Redskins uh, at one point, right? Yes. And he stomped on somebody. Deal and he was terrible. Yeah. Didn't he stomp on someone's yeah, head? Someone's throat, I believe. Someone's throat. Right. Yeah, I think so. Something. He was a bad guy. He was on the Titans first, wasn't he? Was he on he the was Titans. Really good on the Titans, and the Redskins gave him a monster yeah. deal, and he did nothing. He was terrible. Yes. That's why you can't give out these big deals, Jerry. Yeah. Jerry, have you ever had a man sleep over the way Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones had a man sleep over? Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think we've had a man sleep over in a while. You've had no. a man sleep over. We man sleep overed once at Boomer's house. Oh, that's true. Which yeah, was but that's awkward. Not a sleepover. It as was much a sleepover. Not really. Were you there the night I was there? Uh, you and I one time shared. Um, what uh, shared? What we shared a bathroom. Well, yeah. I when had a we bedroom stayed over, and you stayed in the living room or something. we stayed over Boomer's house. Well, that was a weird situation, though. We yeah. were here for a comedy event. It ended late, and he right. said, why are you going home? Right. But that's the thing. Like, for Mike McCarthy to go interview, first of all, Jason Garrett was still the head coach, so that's cheating. That's like having another woman staying over your house while you're still married. How about this? Mike McCarthy and Jason Garrett have the same agent, too. Is that right? That's what, oh, I, read ye- that's what I read yesterday. If I'm Jason Garrett, I'm firing my agent. Well, You're what fired. if his agent gets him a good job this week? You're hired back. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't fire him and hire him. Yeah. <laughs> Had a man sleepover. Uh, I would just been like, I'll get to get a hotel. No, they don't let you leave. Well, first of no, all. No, say, I'm not leaving Dallas. No, no. I'm going to get a hotel. You and your buddy sleeping in a bag together. <laughs> they were not sleeping in a bag. What do you think? They're a th- it's a three-bedroom, no, uh, 2,000 square I know foot it's ranch. No, it's a giant mansion. It's a compound, yes. But still, like you, I don't want to run into Jerry Jones in the kitchen. You're not going to run into Jerry Jones. You think I have my own kitchen? I think you have your own wing. A wing? Uh, yes. All right. He's worth $5 billion. I still would rather stay in a super bougie hotel than another man's place. I'll bet you he felt like he owned his own hotel. Yeah. Like, Boomer's very generous. He'll say, oh, oh stay over. Stay. Uh, I know. I'm, no, I'm not big for the sleepover either. I hate I'm a good. sleepover. I want to go home in my own bed, even if it's for two hours. Get up, take a shower, and go where I have to go. It's not like I see Boomer in his pajamas. Yeah, we don't need that. Like, he's in, like... What if he sleeps nude? Right. But even if he sleeps nude, he's walking around in, like... Nude. Like shorts. A pair of soiled underwear. No, no. <laughs> he's in like no, shorts no, and a tank no. top. Or he's nude. Or he's nude. Imagine that. You guys get up to go to the bathroom at the same time. Here comes nude boomer walking <laughs> after you. <laughs> I'm standing there in my underpants. Yeah, just a couple of nude men with prostate issues having to use the bathroom in the middle of the night. Oh, hi. <laughs> he's just a man with a large unit. Oh. How many times a night do you get up to use the bathroom? Um... A nor- let's say, uh, forget it, because our life is ridiculous during Like the on week. a weekend night? Let's say Friday night, you lay down, you stay up late, you go yes. to bed at 9. <laughs> this is fair. Yes, fair let's question. Let's say you're asleep at 9 o'clock. You're going to get up at 6. How many times will you Once. get up? Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm like three, four times. But I like, sometimes my body wakes me up to use the bathroom, and I fight it, and I fall back to sleep. Yeah, but then you it's not a peaceful sleep. It's not, and I've had this, and this happened this past weekend. I don't know if this happens to any other other gentlemen out there, Jerry. Stayed up till ten. But, no, no, no. <laughs> when when I have to get up to go to the bathroom yeah. in the middle of the night, I will dream that I'm in line for the bathroom, or I dream that I'm at the urinal and I can't go. And then I wake up and I'm have to really go to the bathroom. Wow! And I know one of these times in my dream. I'm going to go in bed. Right. <laughs> and that will be a turning point in my life That'll be a bad, that I'm not that's interested in. That's when you go in. for the men's depends. Right. That would be a weird one. 
Yes. Could you imagine? Now, you've had trouble buying condoms in the past because you don't want to be judged sure. at the drugstore. I don't want people knowing what would I'm doing. Would you be all right buying men's depends? No. You wouldn't. I would, but I'd be like, these are for my uh, <laughs> my dad. My very old grandparents. <laughs> not you for me. You could be a grandparent. No, not really. Yes, you these really could be. These are not for be. me. Dude, you're 50. Hmm. If you oh, had man. a kid at 25. Well, that's. What? It's what? Not possible. <laughs> Why? I was so immature at 25, That's Jerry. not my point. But I said if you had a I kid could've. at 25, like a lot of people do, they could have had a kid at 25 and you That's could be true. a grandparent. I'd be a cool grandparent. Keep telling yourself that. If you're Jason Garrett, Jerry, would you sit out a year? I feel like I would sit um, out a year. I just a good question. Because you I sit think out a year. Good wait to sit out. He's richer than he ever. Right. You sit out. Yeah. You relax. You wait for these. I think it depends on the situation. Situations to fail. I, it you Mike McCarthy it. I would. Here's if I'm Jason Garrett, like Rex Ryan went to Buffalo too quickly. Yes. I wouldn't be Jason Garrett and go run to Cleveland. Right. Even though the roster is better than the record, I would not go there. But if a decent situation came up, I would think about it. But are, is there a decent situation? I don't know. I don't know. Because the reports, Jerry, I read, I think Paul Schwartz wrote this, that the Giants are only considering Jason Garrett if the Matt Rule interview goes poorly. What about Josh McDaniels on Wednesday? And or Josh McDaniels. bypassing that? No, well, if they both go poorly. How about if you're Eric Bieniemy, Sleeping with Bieniemy, And you... Oh, Jesus. Remember uh, Chris Berman used to do that? Yes, and you interviewed with the Giants last week. Yeah. Like, do you feel like, what a waste of time? Give me yes. the money back for the flight? Yes. And my preparation for uh, my, my divisional game this week. Man. And there's someone else, you know, the special teams coordinator in New England interviewed today. Why? He's not getting the job. Joe Judge. Right. Could you imagine the Giants introduced Joe Judge? Well, he Judge? interviewed yesterday, yeah. Right. Right, right exactly. Saying, could you imagine they hired him? <laughs> the Yankees have Aaron Judge. We've got his cousin Joe. Breaking news, everybody. Uh, the Giants have hired Joe Judge as their <laughs> next head coach. People be like, what? Right. Why even do that interview? I don't know. I mean, I guess you get experience from it, but whatever. Like, if I'm Joe Judge, I'd have been in there and so he, cocky, be like, whatever, guys. You suck. Because <laughs> you know you're that. not getting the job anyway. Yeah, but you'll never get another interview with another team. Like, Did you hear Joe Judge when he interviewed with the Giants? He Nobody told them cares. right to their face, he sucked. They suck. I think, you know, he could end up being the greatest coach of all time. Joe Judge? Well, because you're a nobody before you're somebody. True. But at the same time, could you imagine getting that job? You replace Pat Shermer and people hate you more? Yeah. You go from Ben McAdoo to Pat Shermer to Joe Judge. Where's McAdoo? Right. This is terrible. Right. You need a big name guy. I agree. If you're in this market, you need to be like the Panthers could hire Joe Judge. Right. And that would be fine. They'd be, oh, great. We'll right. give this guy a shot. Have they Joe hired Judge. Anybody at the, Panthers? the Panthers? No. They have not. Really, only the Cowboys and the uh, Redskins. The NFC East, Jerry, they're rebuilding. <laughs> yes. I don't think Jason Garrett gets another job. <laughs> uh, he this will. Year. I don't know. You might be right. This year, he might not. Unless he wants to go to college. There'll be college jobs open, but I don't know that he would do that. Go to college? Yeah, I would. I would wait out a year. Is he more an offensive mind, Jerry, or a defensive well, mind? Well, he, he played quarterback, Al. <laughs> Jesus. So maybe he goes to be offensive coordinator somewhere. He could. Did you see Pat Shermer might be the offensive coordinator in Washington? I did not see that. Okay. <laughs> Good you... luck. I did read. I didn't see that. They have Dwayne Haskins. Watch him turn Breaking Dwayne news. Haskins into the better quarterback. That won't be good, And then Jerry. Giant fans will be like, why'd we fire him? Right. This, I knew it. <laughs> we got to give Pat Shermer a chance. <laughs> 
or build that offensive line. <laughs> if I was Jason Garrett, I'd like you're, you're right. He made a lot of money, right? Yes, a lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah. I'd go be a quarterbacks coach somewhere. Talk about going from head coach Cushy job. For yeah, going but, from head coach for ten years to quarterbacks coach, you would you probably of, get to roll in late. No, you'd you be like, can't. I can do this in my sleep. I think you work more and you make a hell of a lot less. What do you think a quarterbacks coach makes? As a head coach for the Cowboys, now I don't know if I had two hundred thousand dollars. Okay, and he's probably made four million for the Cowboys <laughs> this year. Right? How much do you think like, he made? Probably. Like, where's the rest of my cash in my check? Give me a guess. Uh, Jason Garrett made yeah. uh, over ten years. You mean like what's his uh, ten no, year just salary? Past year. Past year. Yeah. Two million dollars. You think he made two million? Two million dollars, Jerry. Two million dollars. He made six this six year. Million. I said four. He made six. Yeah, I'd go. You want him to go make two hundred thousand yes. dollars as a quarterbacks coach? Yes, because just because it gets you out of the house, it's cool. What if he? Maybe he doesn't want to get out of the house. He's been out of the house for the last thirty years. Maybe he does a talk show in Dallas with the Skinner Show. Ben and Skin. Yeah. Or Sean and RJ. That's where he's or been. Sean on. and RJ. Right? He's been on with them. I think. Was he going on with those guys? I think he does every Monday. I'd call up the radio station. I'd like to do afternoons. <laughs> I don't know if they want him. He's, <laughs> the problem with Jason has been he's been boring. You're boring. In the uh, press conferences. Oh. And he never really tells you that. Unless he's going to just start firing when the when the mic opens up. Yeah. It's possible, I guess. I don't know. I saw this. Somebody, you know, people tweet nice things about people when they, they, get, do? When they get fired. Where? No, no. When, oh. they get, when you pass away or get fired. Right. And uh, it was after Jason Garrett got fired, a former player uh, uh, tweeted out, a, a picture of Jason Garrett, Garrett with a um, with a, uh, a a kid with cancer in the hospital. Do you read anything, or do you just look at the picture? Well, that I got caught up in the po- in the photo. Babe Loffenberg, yes, who is part of the radio's bro- radio broadcast team. Okay, whose so glad you teenage saw son came down with cancer this past year. Yes. and died. I want to say in October. And Jason Garrett would go there after every night, fifteen-hour days yes. of practice. Correct. That's a nice story. It's a yeah. It's well, a the sad part of the story, visits. but the fact that Jason yes. Garrett took his time to do that. Correct. And he didn't brag about that. Why would he? Well, I'm just saying he never. He I never knew that. He's not you. If not for Babe Laufenberg, we don't even know that. Uh, that's what we don't know about these guys. There's Jerry. a lot of things we don't know about these when guys. We're and yelling, it's a shame that we don't, because a lot of them do a lot of really good things. Right. And meanwhile, all we're yelling about is their records. Right. And I'll now you know, don't you all feel like fools? Just read the article, man. I or did. In this case, the tweet. no, no, I did. Oh, you when, did. Once okay. you said Babel Offenberg, I remembered. Okay. I mean, here's the thing about Babel Offenberg. I remember. And then we'll take a quick break. Ninth, I think the year was 1990. I believe they go to Philadelphia seven and eight, and he had to play quarterback. If they won, they would have made the playoffs, and I think they would have won the division at eight and eight. If they lost, the Eagles won. Boy, and I went to that game. Oof, was he bad? Did he lose? Oh, he lost. Did he killed? Did Babe Laufenberg also have a good Thanksgiving he did. Day game? I think he did. Yes. And Jason Garrett did. Yes. Wow. Yeah. How about what about that? Gary Hogaboom? <laughs> Gary Hogaboom. I think number fourteen. By the yeah, way, yeah, number fourteen. I think Danny White still throws darts at his face. <laughs> Why? Because he took his job. Gary Hogaboom took yes, his job in 1984. Five, I want to say 84. Like, there was controversy. Really? Yes. Quarterback controversy in Steve Dallas. Steve in 1986. I remember Steve Pallor. We have to take a break. Steve We're Berline, really late. When Steve we come Walsh. back, Al is going to break down the career stats of Steve Pallor and then Boomer and <laughs> Steve at six on the fan. Real quick, December 23rd, 1990 was the game. I found it. Babe Laufenberg, 13 for 36, 140 yards, four interceptions, quarterback rating of eight. <laughs> That's Nailed a, it. That, I was at that game. Oh, he they probably. 17 to three. 
he probably came off the field. Like I pretty much nailed that one, guys. <laughs> Your flagship station for New York Yankees talk, tickets, and every game is the fan.